Now it's time for Letter to Hong Kong, which this week comes from Eunice Jung, New People's Party Vice Chairwoman and Legislator. And this programme is a personal view programme. Our society has experienced an unprecedented division since June over the controversy of the proposed extradition bill. When the extradition bill was first introduced in April this year, the protesters were rallied to have their voice heard in peaceful assemblies. Sadly, an unexpected violence erupted at the end of a much peaceful demonstration on 12 June, which marked the first clash between the protesters and the police. Since then, the violence has escalated as the days went by. Not only were bricks but lethal petrol bombs hurled towards the police at the scene of demonstration. Also, acts of vandalism were repeatedly committed against government buildings and MGR stations. It is just disheartening to witness the peaceful demonstration in Hong Kong against the introduction of the extradition bill has been hijacked by the radical protesters. And it is also upsetting to observe the safety of other members of the public is threatened by such violence. Throughout the past three months, it was reported that there are over 1,500 people, including some teenagers, got arrested by the police for their various offences committed in the violent protests. Subsequently, a number of assemblies were organised to protest against the police lawful arrest. However, these protests transgressed serious aggressions and prejudice hostilities towards the police, which put their life at risk to protect lives of ordinary citizens and social orders. Unfortunately, these prejudice hostilities began trickling into our schools, where radical educators put up posts on social media bullying and threatening the police officers and their families by unlawfully disclosing their personal data online. In this connection, the Privacy Commissioner for Personal Data reported that he has received 683 complaints of personal data violation, among which more than 70% of cases involve police officers and their families. We have to realize that it is completely unethical to disclose names, Hong Kong ID numbers and addresses of the police officers and their families online in absence of any authority. Such personal data violation, together with cyber intimidation, ought to be stopped immediately. The reasons are obvious. First, with the leaked personal data, it put police officers and their families in an extreme stressful environment as they have to face constant nuisance calls and threatening messages. Secondly, the police officers' children will be singled out and subject to harassment and bullying at school only because of their parents' occupation. Thirdly, any kind of cyberbullying and harassment at school is detrimental to the growth of children in that they will suffer lower self-esteem and achievement, higher somatic and mental health symptoms. Apart from the police and their families, street cleaners and MTR staffs are also the collateral victims of the violence sparked off by the unlawful assemblies. In fact, thousands of street cleaners have to work extra shifts overnight to clean up the broken glass and burned out rubbish bin after disorderly rallies, whereas MTR staff not only need to repair damaged railings and ticket machines, but face potential attacks after the unlawful protests week after week. With no imminent end to the unlawful protests, frustration and deep anger are brewing up inside the ordinary citizens in Hong Kong. In fact, more and more people in Hong Kong are deeply concerned about the escalating violence on all sides and exhausted mentally and physically. According to a survey by Hong Kong Youth School of Public Health, 
the prevalence rate of people probably suffering from depression was 9.1% from June to July. In other words, 1 in 10 people in Hong Kong were found to have symptoms of depression amid the latest social unrest. Such rate was nearly twice the level recorded during Occupy Central in 2014. Moreover, suicide prevention groups also stated that they have received more than 100 hotline calls for help since 9th June, and most of them are extradition bill-related. The alarming surge in suicidal thoughts and calls for emotional support indicates that the society of Hong Kong as a whole is suffering from a deep well of mental illness. On the other hand, more and more suicide reports went viral online, by which sparked fears amongst communities and created the spillover effect around the city. Unnervingly, the society as a whole is about to fall into the depths of despair, which we do not wish to see. Furthermore, this social unrest and unprecedented crisis are tearing our city and families apart by driving a wedge between parents, children, as well as relatives. I have heard of so many parents arguing with their children and siblings, stopping speaking to each other because of their different political views. This division is a heartbreaking and depressing phenomenon which no one should experience. At this occasion, I sincerely urge parents, children and siblings to listen more and judge less on different political views. More importantly, the grown-ups should heed the voice of young people and invite them to share their thoughts. It goes without saying that tolerance and open-mindedness can surely reduce intrafamilial conflicts and mitigate animosities towards one another. Finally, the current social unrest brings up a deeper political topic. As I have mentioned earlier, amongst the 1,500 arrested people, some are in their teens. This unsettling fact raises a serious concern as to whether those adolescents were incited to participate in violent protests for furthering others' political and socio-economic agenda. Despite that, young students are encouraged to involve in political activities, we cannot deny that adolescents are still at the early stage of developing their political and social values. In this sense, proper guidance is much needed for all adolescents to form positive values and to have respect for the rule of law. Only with the respect for the rule of law, the risk that adolescents are impelled to take part in any unlawful civil disobedience could be minimized, and at the same time the rights of adolescents to participate in social and political events could be safeguarded. All in all, we must not send a message to our children that any lawless protest is an acceptable cause to achieve political demands. It is undeniable that the extradition bill led to an impasse between the government and the protesters. Despite the chief executive, Mrs. Carrie Lam, has suspended and eventually withdrawn the bill on the 5th September. The violence did not stop, but spread in residential districts around the city. At this moment, the government is still slow to lay out effective countermeasures to stop the violence. I am no prophet and unable to predict when the present conflicts and the unrest will be brought to a close. But I am certain that the longer the impasse continues, the more divided our society is and the deeper our economic plunges into. In a worst-case scenario, tourists and investors will stop coming to Hong Kong as a result. Eventually, we, the people, will suffer. Let us hope that the best mind from across the political spectrum will have the courage and wisdom to heal the wounded city and declare enough is enough. 
it is time to govern. Hereby, may I dare to suggest that the government must do three things and fast. First, it must correct the overheated housing market by thorough reform of the land market so as to prevent the transfer undeserved rainfall gains to property speculators at the expense of home users. Second, it must shift the balance of public investment in funding opportunities for all young people so as to restore a sense of generational fairness. Third, it must provide a platform where young people can voice their concerns and ideas about our society so as to share social responsibilities amongst millennials. Hong Kong is our home. Let us fix it, not tear it apart. Undoubtedly, the challenges we face as individuals, as communities, and as a city are immense. However, we shall strive to heal our division and reconcile our deep-seated conflicts. When a mutual distrust and suspicion are discarded, a better Hong Kong is bound to rise like a phoenix from the ashes.